Hey guys, I'm Jude. And I'm Asia. And we are the Sephoros. Now, we've always wanted to start a podcast, and we wanted that podcast to be about relationships and about culture and about God and so much more. Um, and the goal of it was to really kind of encourage others and help others along the way, as well as we also gain in some encouragement and help from others. We have known each other for over 10 years, and we've learned a lot. So we want to talk about it and share some of what we've been through in hopes that it will bless and encourage you. Now, along the way, we're going to talk to a whole bunch of our friends, as well as some experts in, you know, different topics and different areas that we're going to be sharing. All the while sipping on some virgin cocktails. You know, because we don't drink alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, this is Virgin Nightcap. Toodles. And just like that, the show has begun. Well, good evening. To me or to them? Um, general public. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try not to cough into this microphone. Who, me or you? Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm coughing like crazy the last couple days. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. couple days. Well, here's another episode. Yes. Are you excited? The Virgin Nightcap. The Virgin Nightcap. I Night am Cap. kind of excited about this one because I've been looking forward to talking about topics and stop talking about the, the nonsense that these people be out here in the streets doing. We spend the time talking about everything that about. is going on in the world right now. We'll never get to talk about the fun stuff. I got a whole lineup of things I want to talk about. <laughs> but let's get back to something that's a little bit more constructive and educational. Not that those aren't constructive, right. because we can learn from... What not to do. Yes, we can learn what not to do from other people's examples, and we can learn what to watch out for and what to um, use discernment about, because not everything out there is edifying and worth uh, absorbing. Facts. You know? the scriptures talk I mean it's kind of like like you are what you eat type of a thing you keep consuming trash right you, you, you give trash and we're supposed to take care of um, our temples body yeah. mind soul yep any hoot before we get any further mm-hmm you have mixed us. We'd like to make purpley looking drinks. Purpley looking drinks? What's wrong with that? It's not purple, by the way. It's a deep red. Mm. It smells. It smells very uh, sweet. It smells like it's gotten to taste good. That's funny because it shouldn't be very sweet at all. Well, let's find out. It smells fruity. Let me put it that way. So I'm calling this Tropicana. This drink. We haven't given the, our drinks names. I smell a lawsuit. <laughs> wow. 
We can't come up with any other name than Trauma Can. I don't know. It just suits it. Oh, Let geez. me live my life. Well, our lawyer is Jesus, so. It's not orange juice, we'll Tropicana. Hmm? It's not orange juice. Hey, look, we call it Tropicana, right? One of your various juices. It's Tropicana. How, How about that? How about we put an accent over Tropicana? it? Tropicana. Call it Tropicana. How, How do we make Tropicana? Tropicana consists of. <laughs> consists of. Um, a little bit. I don't know how you want me to do these measurements. What do you mean? A little bit of cranberry juice. I'm about to get us a set so we can start counting ounce, two ounce, three ounce. Sure. Mixology. A um, a little bit more. Of <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> strawberry. <laughs> Strawberry seltzer. Oh, jeez. A splash of ginger. It's a, a splash? It smells a heavy smell. A splash of condensed coconut milk. That you melted down. Yes, because it was in the fridge. Okay. Chilling. Chilling. Did you check the expiration date on that? Yes, I just opened it. Okay. Today. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. I've been asleep most of the day. Yes, because I used it in my Jamaican-inspired rice and beans. Delicious, by the way. I used a little coconut in there. <laughs> okay. Mm. You ready to sip? Actually, I am. And I pray that this is good because I used the Holy Spirit on this one. Okay. So basically, delicious. if you say that this is bad, then <laughs> you're, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm you're blaming not the Holy the Spirit. Holy Spirit. Jeez, all right. No pressure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> the more you know. Oh, that is sweet. Dear Lord God Almighty, babe, that is sweet. It's not bad. It's sweet and tart. Oh, it's delicious, but it's, it's sweet really good. and tart at the same time. It's Guys, really it's sweet. really good. It's really sweet. It's, it's not that sweet, but it... it I kind of want to cut it. It has um, that really, like, sourness of the cranberry, and it, like, balances for me. I kind of want to cut it, though. You used my cranberry... That's good. I just realized when you said cranberry, I didn't put two and two together. That's good. It's sweet, though. Oh, my goodness. It's very sweet. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It hits you, it hits you in the back of the throat. It's <laughs> weird. I think that's the coconut like drink, talking. It tastes like I'm drinking sugar. I ain't going to lie to you. I taste the coconut. And I use... The smallest amount of coconut. I will but say, that coconut stuff is like pure sugar. I will say, I can't taste the coconut. But, like I said, mm. this needs to be cut. Ooh, cranberries and coconut, guys. Do it. This needs to be Do cut. Do it. Do it. Cranberries and coconut. Do it. Do it. It's a new thing. I'm about okay. to like, what can I use that in? Can I? Oh, my gosh. Thanksgiving. We don't eat cranberries on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but I've been wanting to make like, like, from scratch cranberry sauce. 
but we don't use cranberries. We don't eat cranberry sauce, cranberry jam, whatever you want to call it. You don't eat. I, I've always eaten the cranberry sauce, but in a can, because uh, that's what we, that's what we did. Like I've gotten like Thanksgiving inspired sandwiches, and they put the cranberries on there, and Wait, then I stopped eating it because it's you gross. Said Thanksgiving expired sandwiches. Inspired <laughs> sandwiches. <laughs> Expired. <laughs> All right, how about we just get on with our topic today? <laughs> so, brother Jude, what are we talking about today? This drink is the bomb. Yo, I want to say it again: cranberries and coconuts. It's delicious, delicious combination. Delicious. I don't know if you can see this, but. <laughs> On my screen here, you see on your channel, there's these random spikes. That's what happens when you go. <laughs> Every time you do that. It's from the darkness. There's like six of them on the it's screen. It's from the darkness. Okay. Cranberry coconut. Okay. Anyway. So today, we wanted to talk a little bit about finances in marriage in marriage it's a fun one folks yep. so i remember when we were about to get married mm. everyone and their mother mm-hmm. telling us you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this you need to think about this have you thought about this when it comes to finances you want to make sure it's this when it comes to finances you want to make sure it's this. Let, me, let, let me tell you something mm, there are a few, like a handful of things that are like It does major... tip, get better as you drink more and more of it. Sorry to interrupt you, but <laughs> as you drink it more and more, it starts to become better. Cranberry coconut. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say that every time. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, um, there are like a few things in marriage that really like spike up the tension, right? Kids? Oh, yep. What you gonna do with them? <laughs> um, I guess sex. Sex is definitely sex is a big one. Can be one. Sex is a big one. It can be a silent killer. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, that could be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> cranberry coconut. <laughs> Uh, and money. Yeah. Those are the great. The big three. The big three, I think. Notice how every team, when you're talking about sports, the big three means like you always have three people. <laughs> you always mm-hmm. have three people that like make up the team. You know, you think of um, when, remember when LeBron went to Miami? Mm-hmm. It was him, Wade, and Bosh, the big three. Bosh? Chris Bosh. A white guy? No, 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 black guy, right? He looks like a turtle. Is that the guy who looks like a turtle? No, he does not look like a turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Not- he looks like an ostrich. Now I'm really confused. <laughs> he does not look like a turtle. Right. I should probably Google him. Chris Bosch? Yeah. He's a black guy, right? Yeah. You can Google Chris Bosch. <laughs> Bosch. I think it's B O S H. S H. Don't 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 quote me on that. That's the turtle looking dude. Turtle has a turtle face. 
You think he has a turtle face? Yes. Um, type in the comments if you think Chris Bosch resembles a turtle. No, don't do that. With facial hair. <laughs> yep, that's the turtle. It's a picture of him in an ostrich. But people are definitely comparing him to an ostrich, and I don't see it. <laughs> I genuinely don't see it. <laughs> but the point is, the there's point. always the big three. If, you know, yes. Paris Saint-Germain, the soccer team. You have Messi, you have Neymar, you have um, that French guy. <sighs> that, French, that French kid. I forget his name. Wow. I don't know. I forget his name. It's not. I'm like drawing a blank. Mm. But anyway. But you always have the big three. You do. In marriage, when it comes to tough times, things that can cause things that can be very good or very bad. Oh, oh, oh. and family. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Another time. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is another. That is another episode. But money, sex. Mm-hmm. And family. I guess we can classify the kids and families as one in that, depending mm-hmm. on, I guess, how the argument goes or how it all starts. It could be a part yeah. of the same discussion. Right. But, man, money is a big one. It and is I remember a big one. when we first started, mm-hmm. when we first were together, I was like, hey, I'm willing to throw everything I have into the, into the ring. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to throw everything you have into the ring. And then what did you say? I had opinions. <laughs> I had opinions, folks. I was, I was, I was like, listen, I had, a, I had a game plan, a strategy. I definitely didn't want to combine our money. I wanted to keep separate accounts. But, um, and that was for a few reasons, you know, like I had reasons um, which, but the I, only reason you ever told me was, uh, yeah, but what if, like, you know, you want to buy something, you know, you can just have your own account and you can mm-hmm. just do it yourself. But that's that was the only ever, that was the only day ever, well, I guess, the only reason you ever gave me. Excuse here's me. the thing I personally have been on my own for a long, long time. Um, I didn't have a lot of money. We both didn't have a lot of money. I was working super hard. I had like three jobs. Yeah, three jobs. I was pretty much working and paying off this wedding at the same time. Like I was not. Yeah, we were both trying to pay for a wedding. (laughs) I didn't go to movies. I didn't go. (laughs) I was trying to save as much money as I possibly could and I had been it wasn't even like I I um was just saving at that point in my life I had been saving for a while um even in college I tried to save something you know I was very 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 frugal aka broke I had money Yes, but I, know. I was saving I think we talked about all of how it. you used to like break rules and like steal food, <laughs> <laughs> so you could save money. Yeah. Was, no, I just genuinely like was struggling. I, babe, oh, I know, 
And that's why I said after, and I think we said on that same episode, after I became an RA, I pretty much was feeding the two of us. Yeah, you <laughs> I was feeding the two of us because at that point, I'm just like, look, you can't afford it. I can't afford it. But if we both come together, we can make this work. So, like, anytime we ate, I would use my points. So, like, mm-hmm. we, 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 we only ever went to dinner we never went to breakfast mm-hmm. i think maybe on the weekends we went to brunch yes we and went then to dinner. Brunch. but apart from that during the weekday we only ever really went to dinner yeah. and all the other times we were surviving off of like snacks that we had around us yeah or if we had if we had enough money sometimes i would go and get like the the thing of the little cup of pierogies yeah oh, those things like- were Hold me over. Or whenever my mom would bring food. That was that was the clutch. That that was like amazing. That was yeah, that that saved. Yeah, come see us in my room. I'm like, Ma, you saved us so many times. (laughs) Look at the spread. You don't even know. Your cooking saved us. You would bring you would bring that that big um trunk. It was like a trunk. A a a what do you call like those a blue, things? A blue, a blue, a, bin. a blue bin. A food. That I would a always snacks and food. Yeah, we had I had snacks. That would be like Dari. Yep. We can we can just like all right, let's open it up. Let's see what we got today. All right, let's cook something. Or, but to be honest, the most clutch times is whenever I'd go home. Yeah. Because anytime I go home, I know I'm coming back with something. With like rice. My mom never left, never allowed me to leave. Chicken. Exactly. She mm-hmm. never let me leave. I think there was only one time that I went home and came back without food. And that's because when I went home, my parents were on vacation. Mm. So I had the whole house to myself. Like literally, Daniel. They went like, to my, Ghana, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Canada, I think. Uh-huh. But my little brother was in college. My sister was in college. My brother hasn't lived with us since Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And my parents were away on vacation. So I had the whole house to myself. I had to, like, wake myself up, go to church, yep. feed myself, exercise, do all those things. But I don't think I slept in my room. I think I slept on the couch the whole <laughs> the whole week. But that was the only time I ever came back without food. But at that time, you were you were out of school. I never had food. <laughs> Yeah, you never went. Anytime you went home, you came back. With you nothing. went home empty-handed and came back empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But, and I think it's also because whenever my mom cooks, she just, she cooks for like the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, but she also wants to make sure that you have the, yeah. like food, mm-hmm. a good meal and food and you know, all the things that parents and, do. And that, that always helped because whenever my mom would bring food, give me food to bring back to school, mm-hmm. we never had to use my meal points, which yeah. in terms is like money because you're paying for the meal. Yeah. So we can save the meal points, eat the food my mom gave us for like about a week or so. And then and we can then go back eat. to... Using the meal rationing. point. Because <laughs> that's really that's exactly what we did. Rationing. We rationed our food. So, like, at the time, too, because I was an RA, I was saving money in that mm-hmm. aspect. I wouldn't have to pay for so many things. I didn't have to pay to sleep. I didn't have to pay to eat. So, I saved yeah. money in that aspect. But I remember I had a job my freshman year, my sophomore year, I became an RA. Um, I was still working mm-hmm. at the time, still trying to save money. I was working at the gym. And then when things became very difficult for me to work, 
is when I became very serious about like track. Mm-hmm. That time it became very difficult. Um, I still tried to work. I think I ended up working at this like athletic store, mm-hmm. Olympia Sports, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I used to drive all through creation to get there, but it was good money and it's shoes. I like shoes. It's like athletic yeah. store. I, I enjoyed working there. So I got to save up a little money that way too. Um, and again, being an RA comes in real clutch. But man, where we broke. Yeah. I remember when I graduated, I got it. I had a job interview like the day after I graduated because I'm like, I'm not trying to waste time. I didn't get the job, but I think after that, about a month after I graduated, I was working, which is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. If you think about it, a lot of people struggle for a while before they, they get a job. Yeah. Um, so that really came in. I can't, that was really helpful that I was able to start working right away. Yep. And then I started saving right away as much as I could. But I was also paying for helping paying for our wedding. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think when it came time to when it got much, much closer to the the due date, I was like, all right, so what are we going to do with our finances? <laughs> and then you told me that someone told you you should mm-hmm. keep your money separate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? And then you told me who? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No disrespect to this person, but no. Yeah. I think, it's, and I think for me too, kind of seeing how they were financially, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's the best advice to listen to. If anything, if that person is telling me to do this, it might be better to do the opposite of that. Well, well, listen, I, you know, that's just what I, in my, I want to say like young adult life, I had seen. And again, I had worked like to the bone, like Mm -hmm. working three jobs. I would literally work, I would open and I would close in the same day. So that meant that I would be working from, I'd like get there probably around seven to open. And I wouldn't get home till sometimes 10, 11 o'clock, depending. Yeah. I think usually you'd get if home. it's like a holiday. You'd oof. get home around um, 10. Mm-hmm. I only know this because you'd get home, I'd be in the middle of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you tell me, Hey, I'm going to jump in the shower. So I'm going to turn my laptop on. You also had this beat up laptop, which I don't, I think we threw it out finally. Yeah. But you had this real beat up laptop that the only way for it to work is to turn it on and walk away for about 20 to 30 minutes. (laughs) Give it time to warm up. So you would turn it on, you'd go shower get yourself cleaned up. (laughs) I finished prayer. And then after prayer, I'd come upstairs and we just kind of chatted up until we fell asleep. Pretty much. Um, mind you, I shared a room with Daniel, my little brother. God I don't know bless how him. I God bless the him. The Lord kept us. <laughs> Oof. 
So like, and like, I completely get it. Like, I saw how hard you work. Like, I literally at one point you had three jobs: Monday through mm-hmm. Friday, you worked your construction job, your your yeah. assisting project manager job for the construction management, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends, on the weekends you worked in the mornings mm-hmm. at Bed Bath and Beyond, mm-hmm. and then you finished off your nights at Starbucks yeah. of all places. <laughs> Yeah, I hated that job. And it's, it's a, it used to kill me inside because at the time, too, I was heavily involved in church. Mm-hmm. So my weekends were consumed by the church. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to go out and do other things because yeah, the church, I was doing so much. Mm-hmm. I was literally doing so much for the church. Mm-hmm. It made it very, very difficult for me to be able to say, hey, I'm going to go get a job. Yeah. So. My my Monday through Friday, I was in the office. I think we were supposed to be there to start at nine, so mm-hmm. I was usually there by eight thirty, mm-hmm. and I would stay there till about eight eight thirty at night, and I'd get home around nine. Yeah. Um nine uh, nine thirty ten o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I'd go Skype with you. Yeah, it's a long day. It was a really, really long day. I literally woke up, went to work, came home, and went to bed. That was yeah. that was my Monday through Friday. Yeah, I didn't. I like I didn't get to go to family gatherings, anything. The only the only thing is that I asked. I never worked Sunday mornings, so I could go to church. Right, but you would that leave church. Not, go, I would leave church. <laughs> drop your drop off your sister. Go straight to work. Go to work. <laughs> and close. Yeah. <laughs> and close that day. But it was just, it was a lot. But make no mistake, I wanted to do it because I knew that we had goals and I wanted as much money as I could get for us because my head, here's the thing. This is what I was trying to get to. I had a really hard time, I think because of some of the things that we went through, I had a really hard time letting go of control of my money or what I considered my money, right? When you say what we went through, are you talking about us or just you in particular? Me, I, I think me, it's more so you, what you me went for through. sure. Yeah, what you but went through us, in particular. Like, because I was thinking about the future too, you right. know? So it was just like, I knew how hard uh, it was for us financially in college. And um, obviously I knew because it happened to us. <laughs> but also the with the wedding and going into a future together i didn't want to go into the future together having nothing i was already worried because i was moving to new jersey and i didn't have any prospect of a job so i had to quit all three of my jobs (laughs) that was making money you know and then come to this uh, new state jobless like my thoughts were going crazy like okay well 
You know, what if I don't find a job immediately? The, we fear, need... the fear of the unknown is, is the can fear really cripple of people. The unknown. And look, like, listen, I didn't even, t- like I told you, I would not even tell my family how much money I had. Yeah, I know. I know you told me. You told me how much mm-hmm. money you had, and I was just like, babe, save it. I, I don't would, do anything. I would let them think that I was a penniless pauper because, and yeah, to a certain degree, I kind of was, but I did save, like, I probably had saved like close to $30,000, I think, altogether. Like I had two separate accounts. <laughs> like I was very serious about about saving money, so right. I um I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I had a hard time letting go of the control because I had worked so hard to get that money for me, for us, that it was just like, if I let go of it, I felt like something was going to happen to it, you know, like it was going to disappear or whatever, you know? And so that was like my personal thing. It was a couple of things. It was like I didn't right. So trust God. Not that I didn't trust you, but it kind of was like it definitely felt like you didn't trust me. No, but I'm not saying that it isn't. I feel like that it was maybe unknowingly, like to me, maybe something I didn't intend to or want to do, but by me withholding my money from you. It definitely said that a part of me that I don't trust, not just you, but anybody. Because I didn't tell, you know, like I said, I didn't tell my family anyway, either. Because I didn't want, mainly because I didn't want people asking me for money because I was trying to save it. (laughs) But, but, um, but yeah, like it didn't, that definitely showed a lack of trust. I also knew what you were struggling with like yeah i knew i knew Mm. i knew about all that and i know and if you think back to all you know all those times anytime Mm -hmm. we needed something even if it's like hey we need to do this for the wedding i'm just like um don't worry i'll figure out a way to pay for it and rather than you even though you know in my head i'm just like once we get married it's all going to be one Mm. i'm still thinking to myself i'm not going to let her spend her money yet i think we all need to come together and then see because like when after we got married too one of the first things we did was yeah we divvied we divvy up our money it's like all right let's put this much here in our savings let's put yeah. this and this let's put this and this let's put this and this let's kind of break everything up so we're not putting everything yeah in one place but you know with me suggesting that hey let's create one account mm-hmm. and you saying my money I, I, I just remember how mm. like I remember that conversation came up after a counseling session I did and after you said what you said I just remember the guy you know what we need to just <laughs> we need to hang up the phone before anything else is said because I think we're both getting frustrated with each other right now mm-hmm. and then we we hung up and we just went, you know, I went to work the next day. You went to work the next day. We went about our day. We came back. Mm-hmm. We talked. But it it definitely did feel like, wow, there's a serious lack of trust. Yeah. 
Mm. It's almost like you want me to put our money into one account so you can spend all the money that I've worked so hard for. And again, that's why I mm-hmm. I know why you felt that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it right now mm-hmm. because, you know, I think once we both feel confident enough to have that type of conversation on here, we will, but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. I know why you were like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be honest, no one should ever be treated like that. I get it. But I definitely knew that because of what -hmm. you went through, because of that experience, you're like, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to feel. Okay, like I didn't. I never wanted you to feel like I was putting you in that box or in that (laughs) category. You know, but I definitely had like a knee jerk response mm-hmm. sorry I definitely had like a knee jerk response to the request or thought of putting our money together and honestly it wasn't until we had our marriage counseling and it came up in the marriage counseling that I feel like God's um, like I had that like light bulb moment where he it all made sense. Like he softened my heart to it because after talking about it and counseling, like it all made sense. And my thoughts about it completely changed, you know, because yeah, it, it is one thing that he talked about. Um, he being pastor Dakwa. Yes. Yeah. Pastor Dakwa, who counseled us and married us. Uh, puppy married us. <laughs> Pastor Dakwa counseled us, but when we got closer to the date, he injured his foot and he could not stand on his foot for a long period of time. That's why yeah. when he only stood up to do the opening prayer and sat down the rest of the time. I was like, I know he was a like part of our yeah. wedding. He did the he did the opening prayer. But puppy Puppy did marry puppy us. Puppy did marry us, yeah. That's funny. I remember when Pastor Daco told us that Puppy was gonna be marrying us. I'm just like what? Say less. Like, <laughs> say less. You know what I'm saying? Puppy is, so for those of you who don't know, the person I'm referring to as Puppy is Pastor Alfred Namiche, who yeah. is the general overseer and founder of House of Faith Ministries World Missions Church. I didn't really know how big of a deal yeah. it was. I was just like, okay. He's like, it's, I mean, he, he started. Apparently it's a big deal. He started, he started House of Faith. Like every House of Faith mm-hmm. Ministries that exists in the world and God in America, in Europe, <laughs> in in all these different countries, like there's yeah. there's like six of them in in America alone. There's like hundreds of them all over Africa. There's oh a couple of them in Germany. Goodness. Like he started all of House of Faith. Yeah. He was the founder and general overseer of House of Faith. So when Pastor Dako said that he would be blessing our marriage, I'm just like, well, first of all, are you okay? <laughs> Because for you to not say to for you to say that hey I'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. I know there had to be like a reason he he was yeah. he was fine to to share it with us he he injured his foot he just he he there was no way he was gonna be on his foot mm-hmm. 
he, he was literally, that's, literally that's okay. only on his feet for like a total of five minutes. He wasn't even able to come to the reception because he was in so much pain. Yeah. He went back to the hotel so he can rest. His kids were there, mm-hmm. but he ended up going back. But he, puppy is the one that ultimately. Yeah, he officiated us. Yeah. So, oops, sorry, but he did, <laughs> he did counsel us. Yes, he did counsel us. And he was a part of our wedding in, in some capacity. Um, and, but he, he pretty much had, so, all right. So I wanted to read a scripture. Oh, where's my phone? Oh, uh, technical difficulties. Check your other side. Check the table, perhaps. Ah, found it. It was on my other side. See? That's why we're married. <laughs> <laughs> By the by, I don't like the taste of this coconut in this drink. What are you saying? Well, first of all, you changed the ingredients. When I got down to the, the bottom part where it seems like the coconut has settled, I'm just like, oh, this is... Mm-mm. All right. Well, that's different because you're just drinking pure coconut sugarness. So that's your fault. <laughs> oh, is it now? Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> so I wanted to read this because he really like. Um, Put into perspective, like just that one. It's 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 really virtually saying to your your spouse that you don't trust them, but also I guess it's like the same with like the idea of a prenup types type stuff. Also, another discussion for another day, but um, also he made mention like. You know, we're the two of us are getting married and we're becoming one. And that means that every decision that we make is like we're making it together. Mm-hmm. Every everything that we that we build, we're building together. Mm-hmm. And the same way our finances we're Paying together, (laughs) (laughs) paying, buying, investing, like you name it, we're we're doing it together, and there really is no reason to, if you're in a a marriage where you truly believe that you are one flesh, that you are, um, a unified front because that's what you are, you know, and. You love God and you guys are both working towards the same goal and you trust one another, you love one another. Why, why withheld anything Mm -hmm. from one another, whether it be um, the truth, whether it be love, whether it be your body, whether it be... um, your finances right you know if you guys love each other so much trust each other so much you should be able to trust each other with your children with your 
emotions with your body and with your finances, Uh right? Especially with your finances. So, but there's um, a verse, Ephesians. So, like, the Bible doesn't specifically talk about marriage and finances. Like, it doesn't really, like, say... (laughs) Anywhere in the scripture, like, hey, have a joint account. <laughs> you shall, thou shalt have one account. One bank account. There was no such thing, <laughs> you know, during that time. But I think that um, that if we are believing like the principles of the Bible, then it's just again. An, like in everything that we do. So what it does speak of marriage, uh, what it does speak of a marriage, it speaks of in um, holy terms. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to start at like Ephesians 5 verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as, oh, this is, Uh, New King James because I'm just that chick. I love the New King James version. I like. I hate reading other versions of the Bible. Like I only read them just to get clarity on certain things. But I feel like it's not the real Bible unless it's the New King James. (laughs) Not the real Bible. Go ahead. But anyway, (laughs) like all the Bible verses I memorize are in New King James. Yeah, I mean, most people but tend to remember. I hate it. reading the same verse in like New Living Translation or whatever. We digress. I was like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> anyway, uh, verse 25. So Ephesians 5, verse 25, New King James. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That's curious. Because that right there is basically saying, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church or mm-hmm. the way Christ loved us. Because he gave his life. <laughs> God for you. And not only that, but he took on our weakness. He took on our sin. So that's like that's like the ultimate the ultimate sacrifice, right. you know? So husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So like the word of God, the, the scripture, the law. Right. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife also loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, And of his bones. Mm. For this reason, this is verse 31. Yep. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother. I don't know about yours. Is yours in all caps? 
and be <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let his husband and let the wife see, sorry, let the wife see that she respects her husband. But I just kind of wanted to go back to verse 30 because. 30 or 31? 30. Because mm-hmm. we are members for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his, his father, father and, and mother, mother. Yeah. and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one, one flesh. flesh. For we are the members of his body, of his flesh and his bones. And Mm -hmm. for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. He is talking about this, like he's, this is a new covenant, you know, that this person is moving into. It just, it just echoes the story of Genesis all over again. God made man to um, take care and steward the earth that he created. And every animal had an acceptable and suitable partner, but there was nobody for Adam who was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. You know? So God created from his bone, from his flesh, Mm -hmm. and from the dirt of the earth, a help meets. I think the the Hebrew is like azer, like uh, he created an azer, which I think is like, oh, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You guys, look it up and help me. Help me do this. <laughs> you said it's in Hebrew, right? But basically, I think it's Hebrew, but basically, like. I was I was listening. I was listening to a study of it, actually, one time. And they made this interesting. Again, we could talk about this later. We'll come back to finances, I promise. But they made this interesting comparison, not comparison, I'm sorry, but that, you know how they say like God took the rib from him? The real like Hebrew translation is like, Lord, help me interpret, (laughs) help me (laughs) say your word correctly, but the real like, interpretation from the Hebrew is that like he took like I think it's like a like a piece of him mm-hmm. it 
doesn't really necessarily say like specifically like a rib, you a, know, like a the fourth rib. rib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I have, tot- I, I, I have I get, totally come unprepared I, for this. I hundred percent what you're saying, but but it it made it like even um, even more. Oh oh oh! So the comparison was just like. Lord help me. So the comparison was like man was just in and of himself, one being, one man. And we know this, but then God took a piece of him, added to it, and created a woman. And then the two pieces, which were once, I guess, together. At one point, are now like this one flesh, yes, unified again. We get it. That's why you know when you get married, the two shall be one. It's kind of in that reference to that piece that was missing. I was missing coming has returned yeah. and has made him whole, just like us returning to to Christ. Christ makes us whole and. In that sense, this is just, you know, going back to um, finances and things like that. You guys, and you can interject at any time. I don't want to take over, but you, you guys are essentially you're like you're trusting each other with your own lives there's no there's no like gray area right you're now one you're on, you're now one which is why i am shocked flabbergasted <laughs> surprised mm. confused, confused when I see people, especially Christians, saying, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, but I want you to sign a prenup. What? Yeah. Because what that says to you by you saying, I want to keep our finances separate. You're basically saying, I think our love is strong. I think everything about us is strong except our finances. I don't think it's strong enough to survive. So therefore, if... Everything else is not strong enough to survive. I want to be able to walk away with what's mine. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think our finances are strong enough. I just think it's if we're not strong enough to I'm make saying. it through this. No, no. Okay, what's hey, mine maybe, is mine. Maybe maybe I phrase it. Maybe I phrase it poorly. But what I was trying to say is like basically by you, by an uh, one part one person one part of the marriage set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> asking for a prenup. By them asking for that, you're basically saying, I say that we are strong. I say that I love you. I say that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But really, I'm unsure. Yeah. So therefore, I want to be able to walk away with what I came in with and not have to give you anything. Right, right. And at the time, that's how it felt like. Mm, Especially because like, I remember I remember when I proposed to you, mm-hmm. you told me mm-hmm. like a day or two later, I thought you were joking. 
<laughs> you thought when I dropped down on one knee in front of my whole family that I was playing a prank on you. Yeah. Which. It stung. <laughs> it stung. I'm sorry. It's not that it stung. I'm like, why would why would you think I would do something like that to you? That's how I felt. Like I'm just like, why would I hurt you like that? Because I really wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> so you jumped straight to this is a prank, right? I was you like, are it has all in on this. Well, because <laughs> if you recall, in episode whatever, I thought you were gonna break up with me. At some point mm, or another. You did say that. You did say that. All right. Regardless. Anyway. Regardless. When, um, when, you know, the topic of finance came mm-hmm. up and you said, no, 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 we have, we should keep it separate because, mm-hmm. you know, what if I want to buy you something? I want to buy you a gift. Yes. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're using that excuse? What if I want to buy you a gift? I don't want you to know. Okay, then just tell me don't look at the bank account. <laughs> and I think that's actually a rule that we made that around rule. around um, birthdays, Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries, anniversaries we're not allowed to check the bank account, the bank account <laughs> unless it's an emergency. Yeah. Um, so basically, if it's around the anniversary time, yeah, we we give ourselves a certain set amount of days or a couple maybe a couple of weeks to kind of put things in, into play. Birthdays during birthdays, like say if my birthday's coming up, only you can look at our bank account. So you, then that means you are you you have to kind of make sure everything is fine. Yeah. And then same thing, vice versa. When it's your birthday, yeah. I'll be the one who pays attention to the bank account to make sure everything is okay because I am the one who's going to be spending money to put whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When you said, let's keep it separate, I'm just like, golly, what are you saying about us? <laughs> and I remember I said that a few times. I'm just like, yeah, you keep saying that. No, I'm not saying that. But this move that you're asking, mm-hmm. that this move that you're making, even though you're not necessarily trying to say that, yeah. it is what you're saying. Yep, yep, yep. And Now, one of the things, too, and this is maybe a advice to anyone who's listening. Mm-hmm. If you, if I'm a PNC bank, you would chase before we got married. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with having a PNC and having a chase bank, but I'm going to add your name to my PNC bank. Yeah. Just as you're going to add my name to your chase bank. Yep. Now we're both part of each other's account, mm-hmm. but now you don't have all your eggs in one bank account. One bank well here's yes yes i think which is which is smart if you're if you're you know one of the things yeah that's always a smart move yeah you guys all you people you just have to change your perspective like how i did because it was really like i was i was looking at everything one way Mm -hmm. which was probably a selfish way to look at it you really have to change your perspective because it's just not about you anymore and it's about the greater picture and anything that you have done in your single life, you guys can do in your marital life and make financial decisions together, mm-hmm. you know? So if you, if you want to put 
money in a separate account or a savings account, a high growth um, or a high yields or whatever, or you want to invest your money or you want to save it or spend all, all those decisions you guys can make together. And honestly, and it, it doesn't even, it sounds more, than it is because like we don't even talk that much about money and like what we spend we don't yeah, we don't talk we, about that we trust we trust each other i, I go think, grocery shopping you buy stuff and i'm just not like oh, oh you're overspending and i think what to be honest too we did used to talk about it mm-hmm. when we first got married because mm-hmm. at the time we were really we trying have, to save. Yeah, we didn't have money. Like I remember, I was so hard on both of us on what we <laughs> what what we're spending. Mm-hmm. Like you best believe when we went to work, we did not spend money. Mm-hmm. We had sandwiches, we had carrots, <laughs> we had granola bars, yeah. and you can get some water in the office. <laughs> like, yeah. No, but like that. Look how much money we saved in that first year. We did. We saved a lot. We saved a lot that mm-hmm. first year because we were we were consistent. Now, by God's grace, we're both doing well with our careers. Yeah. We're, we're obviously we're always praying for God to bless us more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made we made those decisions together. Right. It's not like know? it's not like we're saying, "Well, I'm making more money now, so I'm going to start spending more money now." No, it's more like, "Hey." We're doing well, so maybe we can afford to yeah. do this now. And it's honestly like it's up to you guys to to, to just like talk about those things. If you want to make certain choices with your money, if you want to have money in two different banks and different accounts, that's all. That's all up to you. You right. guys can figure that out together. But there's no there's no reason to withhold the other person now. I think what is the question is, what if you marry somebody and they are not good with money at all? This is perfect because we we also had a counseling session with mm-hmm. Pastor Phil and Miss Chrissy, who mm-hmm. were your pastors mm-hmm. at the time mm-hmm. when you were in PA. Um, if you ever find yourself in PA... Um, Greater Shiloh, Greater Shiloh Church, Church in Easton, in Pennsylvania. Easton, PA. Great, great church. Uh, phenomenal service. Like, I mean, Pastor Phil is wonderful. Miss Christie is Pastor wonderful. Philip and Christina Davis. Yeah, they, they are phenomenal people. When they told us about when they first got married, mm-hmm. right? Pastor Phil was all up in his feelings about, I'm the man, I should be running the finances because that's just what it is. And he was bad with money. <laughs> he was really bad with money at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were, they, he put him, he put them through some financial hardships because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. So he had to step out of that role, out of that role and realize that, look, just because I'm a lot, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm given that role, that that finance role, that person, master of coins, <laughs> if I may, role to my wife. That does not make me less of a man. Mm-hmm. If anything, by me saying that, hey, I'm not good with this. Can you handle but this? But you are. But you are. So can you handle this? That says a lot more about his manhood. And about, and about leadership, too. Exactly. Because as a man leading the home, 
you see that your wife, your help me, is good at something that can help the family. Let them do it. Now, one of the things that he says he also did was he says that he he still had this yearning to to be the financial kind of leader in the household Mm -hmm. in terms of like managing and help help Mm and manage, I should say. So while his wife handled it, Mm -hmm. he studied. Yep. He paid attention to what she's doing, how she's doing it, and doing yep. the, And then after a few years, he goes, "Hey, I think I can do this. Do you mind if I take over again?" Then he took it over. Yeah, started doing it. And when it came time for them to buy a house, Miss Chrissy was like, "Oh, you know, when they're when they're realtor, the, the people who you know who was like, hey, how much do you guys think you want to spend to build your house?'" Yeah. Miss Chrissy was like, "Oh, we think we can do this." And then Pastor Phil goes, "No, we can do this." And when she says she looked at the number, yeah. she's like, "Where did all this money come from? Yeah. How can we afford this?" And Pastor Phil's like, "Well, I've been working hard. Yeah. I figured out how to do this." And I saved for us, and now we can afford this. We can enjoy this. And that's this. how you do it, folks. Now, imagine if he had still been in his feelings mm-hmm. and said, no, 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 I'm and the man. They, and I'm they figure this are out. well oh, off. Oh, my goodness. Look, you don't understand. They have we, made good decisions, <laughs> financial decisions together. We've been to their house, their backyard. You probably need binoculars to see. To no, see relax. <laughs> no, but they. God has blessed them. God has blessed them. They've made God very good good choices and they are reaping the benefit the benefits this is, this, of is, that. this is what happens when you trust in God and when you realize that God has put this person when God said he's going to make you a helpmeet Pastor Phil yeah. realized that oh wait you are a helpmeet that's right I'm not capable of doing this let me give mm-hmm. this to my helpmate and she helped. Yeah. She brought them out of that financial hardship and then brought them to a place where they can sustain themselves. Yeah. And then when Pastor Phil felt like, hey, I've done the research, I've done the job, I that. feel confident to not only keep us going, mm-hmm. but do better. Then he asked to take over and look where they, and look they, where they are went, now. Yep. And they are living the dream. Right. So to I'm answer pretty sure question, if they wanted to get up and go to France tomorrow. They can do it. If they First to. class, baby. But so this and this is a, this is a, this kind of answers your question of what happens when one person is not good at finance. Mm-hmm. Realize what your strengths are. And if you're both not good at finances, go seek help. Learn. <laughs> Learn. There Learn. are things you can and you don't you Get know Get a financial advisor, someone. Well nowadays you don't you don't even have to do that. There are so many resources. Yeah, no, so there's available. so many resources. But like I know I know me in particular. There are a lot of resources. But I like being able to call someone and ask yeah. questions because mm-hmm. Yeah. Me personally, and that's just how I I, I was raised. Yeah. If I have a question, if I if I hear something, if I'm doing something, I want to ha- I want to understand it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that means asking questions Ask people. that seems like why are you asking this question? Yeah. You're not a five year old. Like okay, well I want you to explain it to me like I'm I am a five year old because right now I'm not getting this. I'm not understanding this. So I need you to explain it to me till I understand it. Yeah. Because once I understand something, oh, best believe I'm going to run with it. Yeah. What is this saying? Um, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish. And he'll eat forever. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like, you, you, you got to, sometimes you got to get with the right people. If you see that one of your coworkers that you're all right with, they're doing really well. Maybe it's your manager, your boss, or whatever. You know, ask them. Yeah. 
You know, there's no shame in it because you, oh, there shouldn't be because you all are, you all, all are working. I think. Towards your own individual goals. I think where people miss the mark, you're saying there's no shame in it, mm-hmm. which is true. But where people miss the mark and, you know, we're, we're, we're a little over that hour mark now. So we're going to probably end it soon. But mm-hmm. where people miss the mark is they become embarrassed in that they see where maybe the people who are around them are doing. It's like, oh, wow, well, this couple who got married around the same time I Mm -hmm. did are enjoying these benefits. I don't want it to make it look like I can't afford what they can afford. No, it's okay. Uh It's okay. They're driving Mercedes. Go ahead and drive your your Honda Accord. It's all right. (laughs) It's okay. Because if you force the Mercedes before Mercedes money is there, you just put yourself you in put debt. yourself in debt. Yeah, wait. listen. If you really want that Mercedes, wait, save up, find a way to save up so that way. Because like, get you, a book, right? Go on YouTube. Figure out a way where There's, you can save so that way when it comes time to purchase that Mercedes, you might, yep. you know, who knows? Maybe you there maybe, are maybe podcasts. You buy, yep. Right. Maybe you buy that Mercedes today. Maybe you can't afford that Mercedes today. But now. You know for sure after buying this Mercedes, mm-hmm. you can't purchase any other thing, any new thing for a while. And yeah. then 20 years later, you're still with that old Mercedes. Yeah. When if you had waited, you now would have the the newest, most recent Mercedes and you'd be able to buy it twice over. Patience. Yeah. Don't look to see what other people are doing. I think one of the things that I always, I've always been doing for myself, not only do I learn from my lessons and my mistakes I learn from other people's mistakes mm-hmm. I don't have to make the same mistake someone else made in order for me to learn yeah if you see someone made a mistake okay tell yourself I'm not gonna do that that door that that person opened there was a there was danger behind it why should I go open that door experience that danger before I said oh maybe I shouldn't have done that yeah yeah. Learn from other people's mistakes. There's nothing wrong. There's no shame in saying I am not as well off as the person who's next to me. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to act a certain way or act like I can do the same thing they can do. Well, it's do. not even that. Let's let's change the phrase. It's not like instead of I, it's we. Right. Right? Because it's, there's no, the, 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 the fact of the matter is if there's a will, there's a way. You guys are one and so all the decisions that you make together you talk about you educate yourself together there's no yours there's no mine there's just ours and quite frankly it's a beautiful thing because you guys are building a legacy together you know I like that legacy yeah you guys are building a legacy and It's not one person's at the top. You both are bringing each other up. You both are building each other up. And And then if kids come into play, you're not building each other up, but you're also trying to set your your children up for it. Trying to set your children up. Because that's one of the things we've done. You know, we mentioned that we have two kids, an older kid and a younger kid. (laughs) (laughs) So big. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah, we have an older kid and a younger mm-hmm. kid, but we've we've already made moves to set them up for their future. Mm-hmm. Now we're not gonna let them touch that money until 
we've no, we've this, trained them finally you know, no, to be financially you know literate. But once they get to that age, we can hand that money to them and trust that they can do better than we have. Yes. You know, and that starts with you and I. Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I guess the moral, the, uh, the something, sorry, before we, before we just food for thought before I'm we go. I'm getting ready to close. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something to be said for if you, the more you start thinking of your own independence, the more you start and continue to separate mm. from one another. And I think that that's a problem in society nowadays. And with marriage, there's like a reason why like divorce is so high. People are valuing themselves and their own uh, autonomy yeah. more than they are one another. And it starts with the little things and money is actually a big thing. <laughs> and that's why it, it, it separates people quite often and becomes such a, a big problem because we all need money to survive out here right. in these streets. Bible says money answers all things, but it also says the love of money is the root, it's of, all the root of all evil. <laughs> And it's, if you are loving your money more than you're loving each other, that's and more than you're loving God, that is also a problem. Yep. So it's a very slippery slope. But I think the moral of the story is you work together. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything to ruin that. I think that's a perfect way to end this podcast. Okay. It's been a great episode. All right, guys. I've been Jude. I've been Asia. I didn't know we were singing that. Oh, true. It's okay. All right, guys. See you later.